Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. Yo-ho-ho-ho. It's the Monday after uh, the Super Bowl, bud. Uh, it's uh, I'm not sure if like what's worse. So Monday after Super Bowl, having to work on a day like today sucks. I know it sucks more if your team wins and you can't celebrate because you have to work or if your team loses and you still have to go to work. <laughs> Which one do you think sucks more? <laughs> Probably the losing because today sucked pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, losing... Losing is never fun. So, no. I mean, that's one thing right there. Um, and, well, no, brother. I mean, you're hungover if you win. So, I guess that's an added. But you're probably also hungover if you lose. I'm not hungover. <laughs> but I woke up this morning, and last night I did the very best I could. The the thing so funny about this is I talk so much shit in fantasy, so much shit in fantasy, and I know I can't back it up. But this was something where I was going around and I talked a lot of shit, dude, to a lot of different people because I was supremely confident that we were going to win that game. Supremely confident, and uh, yeah, we we uh, we did not. Uh, the Chiefs did not beat us. We lost that game. That's what happened. And that's that's what's even more frustrating is that I won't give the credit to the Chiefs for beating us because 14 points are on the board because of special teams and defense. I mean, the defensive fumble, it's really Jalen is the fumble. It goes off his leg and he, he walk up, pick. I mean, fumble six. That's, that's the easy easiest touchdown right there. Total mistake, error on Jalen's part. Don't hold against him. He owned it like a man. That's what you do. It happens. I hate to see it in the biggest game, but it happens. That was like a weird situation. We'll, we'll talk about that, but it was like a weird little couple of plays there. Um, and then the punt return at the end of the game, man, to give up all. Uh, first of all, horrible punt, and then for the the special teams unit to not get a tackle, and for him to end up, you know, within the what twenty yard line he was in, he was inside the twenty or inside the thirty, he, like he right made there. It. He made it back to where we punted the ball from. No, he made it to this, like, literally almost scored a touchdown. Was okay, like a literally, yard, okay, to the sixth then. Whatever it was. It felt like he was, you know, with, right around where we punted it, but definitely, you know, closer. That sounds right. So those two right there, that's 14 points on the board. I'm not going to say that, you know, the, you know, the Patrick or Travis or any of the other guys on the team played bad because they didn't. I mean, they won the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm just saying there are, elements of this game that make it even worse for me because we gave that game away. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, we only scored three points in the second half. That's that's you're in a, you're in a commanding position to win the game. 11 points. 11 points. Okay. Yeah. 11 points. Thank you. So three points in the third quarter. And then we scored the eight at the very end. Um, yeah, I just, you can't do that. Can't do that in the Super Bowl. You can't. You can't fumble. You can't give up that huge punt return. Um, those are just the two that I clung to. I'm not a fan that's going to look at that holding call and blame that holding call. I will say 
that's a very weak holding call with less than two or three minutes left in the Super Bowl that close that's a pretty weak call I don't know if I would call that because again we're sitting here and a lot of Eagles fans who I mean really they should be looking at their team our team um but that was that was another one where it's like okay you basically solidified the game with with that holding call that was kind of silly that was I believe a third down play or second down play going into third down and it's just why call that like that's that's silly so just off of your opening statement there it's it's kind of weird because you know i said it very clearly on the podcast over the weeks i'm not a big fan of the chiefs i hate the chiefs i don't know they're just annoying to me yeah patrick mahomes is great but it's just annoying to me i don't know what it is travis kelsey kind of passed that point for me yesterday where i was like it's a little annoying like it, I- you know saying they're underdogs or they doubted us or think it's like, dude, at some point you have to stop acting like you're the underdog. You're not the underdog. Like everybody assumes the Chiefs are going to be great every year. You're not an underdog. I like Travis Kelsey. I will say. I don't I don't mind Travis Kelsey. I, I like Travis Kelsey. Um, I think the underdog thing is just something like uh, it's is that's what makes them great. You know, it's, it's a fictional it's like, chip on their shoulder, dude. It, it's it, not it's, real. It, it's like Marcus Smart telling the Georgia team that they were underdogs like dude what like yeah all these 40 plus five stars yeah we're underdogs they don't believe in us okay but you know it works it's a mental thing it works um i do not totally agree with you in the fact that the eagles beat themselves mainly for the fact that uh your defense got fucking exposed um that defense that is not number one passing defense i mean credit to andy reed he was in his bag andy reed was in his bag last night i'm talking about just he was all-time performed i i he's his playbook when it's all said and done his playbook for this game needs to be in the hall of fame um (laughs) it needs to be in the hall of fame uh jonathan gannon overrated um i'm glad I'm glad the Texans wow. didn't even explore that. I mean, just I know it's Andy Reid. It's a little overreaction, but it's Monday. That's what we do. We overreact. And Jonathan Gannon failed to get that defense, make the proper adjustments, and just get that defense together. I mean, I, I forgot the stats was um, the Chiefs had like they scored on every possession in the second half. I forgot how many possessions it was. It wasn't even that many, but they scored on every possession. Every every possession in the second half. I mean, (laughs) the main thing was that one play where um, they had two touchdowns off of it. The first one was with, uh, I think it was with Sky Moore, where they do the the motion, but then they go back. (laughs) They motion, hike it, and then go back to the other side where they're wide open. That first time, I was like, okay, Andy Reid, I see you, dude. I see you. When they got away with it the second time, I'm just like, come on, bro. Like, fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Mm. And the Eagles, it sucks because it creates, it kind of creates this narrative of mainly the Eagles defense. Cause the, I have nothing, no bad words to say about the offense. Jalen Hurts played absolutely phenomenal. Like, 
other than the ball slipping out of his hand, which I, you know, I feel like the Lord gave Patrick Mahomes back that one from the Cincinnati we were, game. We were driving, dude. We were going to be 21 7 at that point. Yes, I was literally, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh my God, it's about to be 21 7. Let's go 21 7. That's what I kept saying. 21 7 is about to be a route. And then next thing you know, and the worst part is, that play happened because they of the false start on third and one when they were trying to QB sneak. Exactly. That that was it's crazy how you know just it, that, how it, things it, work. Let's stop right there because that was like a really bizarre situation in the game because the Eagles' momentum that was full the momentum was fully on their side. And then we rush up on a third and one, go off sides and go back five yards, and then we fumble the ball, and it's like Okay, that's really bizarre. Like, why, why, why did we first of all rush that third down play? He looked, Sirianni looked like a fucking dog in the first quarter, going forward on fourth and five. Holy shit! Holy shit, dude, going forward on fourth and five. I did not understand thirty-one rush the line. It felt like they were trying to get him off sides or something. They were doing a weird cadence, and then like you jump off sides and you're back five yards, and then you fumble the ball. It's like. That's really weird to do in the Super Bowl, like for that to happen. Maybe uh, they were trying to get the QB sneak off before they got all their people, you know, Sweat all the big man, all their all their big man down low to kind of stop yeah. it. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, but like I said, the offense offense did what they were supposed to do. They put thirty five points on the board. Yeah, your defense. First of all, this D line let me down because I would have hit my parlay if I wouldn't kept scrolling and saw, oh, five plus sacks. Man, Eagles are going to have at least like four by themselves. Yeah. With this D line. Yeah. We'll have to see. No. We'll have to, we'll have to like, take a look at the, the, the film because you're right. Like they were a non factor. They didn't even breathe on the homes, dude. They, they, they didn't even. Like, they didn't even get some wind on him. Um, as soon as the game started, the first few drives, I was like, I'm not hitting it, bro. I'm an idiot. Two of the most, like, agile quarterbacks, even with Mahomes on, like, you know, his ankle, he just doesn't, he doesn't get sacked. He's going to do some weird shit to kind of, like, either throw it away or just get out of the sack. The only sack that happened was in, towards the end of the, the on the fourth quarter when Jalen Hurts just ran out and he got chased and ran out of bounds like for minus one yard. Yeah. That's the only sack of the game that happened. And I was just like, David, why are you such an idiot? Anywho, back to enough of my uh parlay bust. Um the Eagles D line was a non factor, which was a little disappointing. Uh, I know the I know the Chiefs' offensive line isn't they're not bona fide scrubs in any way, but you would think, you know, four guys, ten plus sacks, you would think they would at least make some noise a little bit in in this game. Um, I don't know what happened in the second half. I don't know if the secondary was just like toast or something but first half it was just primarily kelsey kelsey in the running game yeah. i mean that was another thing they were able to run the ball pretty damn well dude pacheco pacheco 
Dog. Dog, dude. Dog. He ran all over us like it was nothing, dude. (laughs) He ran hard, too. I did love that hit in the second half, though. I don't know who hit him, but they stuck him. Gardner Johnson. Gardner Johnson stuck him, dude. That was that was a great, great hit. I loved that. I uh I was glad that that we finally put a stop to him event like at some point because he was running all over us, man. He was running however he wanted to. So yeah, defense was suspect, dude. I was I was I was surprised um by the defensive line's production for sure. Like I definitely expected more pressure, especially with the fact that he was injured. And then when he was re-aggravated it, I know they shot him up and pilled him up and whatever for the second half because he w- he looked fine out there. But still, I mean, you got I, you got to get after him. Like this this Chiefs, we weren't talking about the Chiefs' offensive line. We're talking about the Eagles' defensive line. And you're right, like Fletcher Cox one tackle. I mean, that's it's not going to do. So I don't mean to call and- him out individually, but just in general, like you're saying, it just I was surprised at the lack of pressure i mean he's 21 the mahomes was 21 to 27 dude he stood in the pocket and did whatever he wanted so and and honestly if it wasn't for jalen hurts dude this game isn't even close it's not Uh, yeah and that's and that's i mean he picked up the slack he did a great job like he 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 showed me that he is a he can play dude he can he can hang he can do it i mean 27 for 38, 304 yards, one passing touchdown, 15 carries, 70 yards, three touchdowns. Like, come on. This dude was, he was carrying that offense on his back. And some of the throws he made was stupid. He made some stupid throws. Dallas daughter, dude. Yeah. He showed up too. He showed up. They had, I think it was that, that first catch they, they reversed. Oh, no, that was the Devontae Smith they reversed, which I didn't yeah, agree of course. with that. <laughs> hey, they said, fool me one time. Seriously. Shame on you. The ref said, hey, De- Devontae Smith? Oh, no. I'm not, yeah. No, I we got to review this. <laughs> I was purely upset at that because it was a call they were making up for last week. Like, that was looking at it, and I don't remember if they – I think they did overturn it, and he ended up not – they told him – or they said it was incomplete. But he took two steps. And then his knee and elbow was down before the ball even made what we thought was a move. Like, it wasn't like he was fumbling the ball going out. He made two steps, two full steps. His knee went down out of bounds, and then his elbow went down, and he rolled, and the ball naturally moved with him. And I was like, I was sitting there like, come on, guys. Like, this is shit. What are we doing? Like, two steps, Mm. knee down. I mean, okay, yeah, sure. You look at it through the lens of the fact that it's like, yeah, you got to review it because the ball wiggled when it touched the ground. And this, no, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't, so I didn't like that you, call. You, did you not like the review or you didn't like I felt that, that was, it was incomplete? I felt that it was, I, I, I felt, hmm, was it incomplete? I guess you can say yes, but I just outlined and you watch the play. It's like, Okay, I don't I don't see in that situation it's like I guess he just has to hold the ball up above him when he falls and it can't it's like at some point it's too silly. Like it's just you have to you have to be able to fucking tuck it and do it's nonsense. Like he the ball did not wiggle when he hit the ground. It survived contact with the ground. He rolled onto his shoulder, his right shoulder that he landed, he rolled, and that's why the ball moved, is because he rolled to land on his back. It wasn't like he was just gonna pile drive the ground. So regardless. I thought it was a catch. That's the bias in me. 
I also, the what pissed me off is the fact that they were making up for last week's call. That's what they were doing. That's why they did that. And that's what pissed me off. Well, I will say I was a few beers deep, but um, from the replay that I saw on the TV I was watching, I don't know which, uh, you might have you been tuned in to the, like, the Tubi uh, version of the Tubi version, yeah, the of the Super Bowl or about. something, but you know the the actual one that I saw on Fox that everybody else saw um, that replay. It looked, I mean, he he didn't he didn't follow through all the way to the it, ground. It, it, nobody really knows what a catch is anymore. I mean, let's be honest. We debated for years with Des Bryant if that was a catch, and people well, will die on their grave for that. And I tell him it's not a catch because the ball did not survive the ground; it wiggled. But we can go back and forth about a hundred different calls like that. Well, and I that's just, just silly. That you that's can't, just funny you can't because what the fucking catches anymore? It's like it's silly. That's just funny because it's the Cowboys, and you know, whenever something bad happens for them, it's just you know, it's always funny. You can't can't help but laugh. Yeah, um, it's, just, it's just silly though that it's reached that point. So, so ultimately, going back to your my main point was that. I, I don't think the Eagles beat themselves. Yes, they made some mistakes, but ultimately, you know, 17 points, giving up 17 points in the fourth quarter. Um, your the defense was just not there. They were yeah. getting toast, toast switch, Swiss cheese McGee. They were Swiss cheese McGee out there. Uh they got exposed. Andy Reid was just in his bag. Patrick Mahomes just feeding off of that. You already got Patty Mahomes. It's like it's like not, not even fair. You can't have like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes together. It's just you know you got to give Andy you got to give Andy Reid like yeah. somebody else. Dude, this is like this is this is a championship. When I look back on Mahomes' career, I'm not impressed by this championship. Like I'm really not, dude. There's so many suspect calls and situations around this run especially the last game and this one i'm sitting there watching like that pump return at the very end another one that puts him in a position to win it's i'm not saying it's the 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 i'm sorry the holding call at the end but the pump return last week and i honestly think the super bowl there's definitely got to be some things that we missed at some point i'm going to go conspiracy theorists on this i mean there's got to be some calls either way if there's no sacks by either team and the total of, I think, nine penalties in this game. Let me double check. But, I mean, we had... It's a pretty clean game. Nine, Yeah, nine penalties. It's like, I I think there were some things that were missed. Now, I'm not going to go full conspiracy. We lost this game. Fair is fair. You know, that's how it is. The Chiefs were the better team. I'll fully say it. I just... Calls last week, and then the way this game ended, I was like, that's not satisfying, dude. Like... It's not, it was a great fucking game. I'm so happy it was a good game. I'm so happy it wasn't a blowout either way. I'd have been happy if it had been a blowout at the Eagles way, but it was boring. <laughs> so. uh, it doesn't make it any better. I wish Bradbury didn't come out and say that, yeah, it was holding. I thought I could get away with it because I'm like, damn, now, now, we can't, now I can't complain about it. Now I can't make it a big deal because he admitted to it. It's like... Man, took the fun out of it for me. It's just weak, dude. It's just such a weak call. Like you watch, you watch that, and it's like I was thinking about it last night when I was driving home from the party that I was at, and I was like, I mean, what do you, what do you do as a defensive back to stop somebody on that kind of route where it's an in cutting route and then they bounce out? Like, how do you how do you keep up with them? It's almost impossible now. If that's what holding is, then you have to shuffle as quick as they sprint. That that's 
it, it gets it reaches a point where I'm like, I don't even know how you would do that correctly, like physically how you would do that. Because if he's sprinting one direction, points his foot in, puts his foot in the ground and then sprints the other direction, I have to shuffle and then I have to put my foot in the ground and shuffle sprint and I can't touch him. That's that's hard. That's I don't I don't know how to do that. To to put some context to it, because they were talking about it um, on all the major medias this morning. I didn't watch any. Uh, I was I didn't want to. Oh, talking, yeah. I'm sure they hey. talk about Mahomes being the goat and I, I, I feel I feel you on that one. I it's one it's funny when your team wins like the Super Bowl or whatever, you want to watch everything. You want to see everything that says how great your team did and how great your quarterback is and whatnot. But then when you lose, you're like, I don't want to hear nothing because I all just didn't want to hear Mahomes is the goat. I didn't want to hear that. Because AM came on a couple weeks ago and said Colin Coward was always already calling him the goat, that he's better than Tom Brady. And I did not want to turn on any sports center or anything and hear that because I think that is a ridiculous narrative. Mm. Yeah, he's still he's still got a ways to go. But five um, to put to put five. some to put some context to that to that call right there. They were talking about it. So there was a play. I think the same. I think Juju ran the same route on. Uh, what was the name of the defender again? Uh, I literally just said it. I don't even know. I literally just said it like five minutes ago, but um, scoring summary. Uh, so he, it was the same exact route, but this time the Bradbury. corner, Bradbury. There we go. So it was the same exact route on Bradbury. And Bradbury actually, I think it was the second quarter when this happened. Bradbury actually got away. He actually, that one was holding like, legit holding like that one undisputed like just yeah kind of like the same as Mahomes getting hit out of bounds like you know it's it's there it's obvious and so it was the same exact route you know same wide receiver uh, cornerback combo so I guess I think they they said Juju went obviously you're in a complaint to the refs like yo you didn't see this dude just holding on me and like put me in the spin cycle. And so when you, I, I feel like when, when I started hearing about that, I saw all that it kind of changed my opinion a little bit. I still think it's a little ticky tack. That's yeah. a little ticky tack call. Um, but it does make more sense now why that was called. If the same exact thing happened earlier in the game. And if it was brought up to the refs and made a big deal to the refs, like watch out, like, you know, usually you're going to tell the refs like, Hey, they're doing it. Watch out for this. Look for this. When I do this, this is what they're doing. Cause that's just, that's just what you're going to do as a human. That's just what you do. Look at the look. And so (laughs) Bradbury just got (laughs) caught where as soon as the little, the, itty bitty hold he had was right in front of the side judge and just you know the whole combination i'm pretty sure i wouldn't be surprised either if like juju went to andy reed or andy reed probably saw that and said you know what let's it's the game within the game yeah let's 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 try to run that back again and Which see I don't hate because it's the game within the game you play you play within the confines of the game it's like i was a james harden fan for years man you think that was fun to watch him do all that nonsense no like 
that's just a part of the game though like you play it so i'm not yeah. i don't hate on it i just as a referee i don't understand final three minutes of a super bowl where they're tied you call that play to solidify one team winning like you call that penalty that that to me is like put last three minutes last two minutes like put your flags away like this is unless it's egregious like don't call it because that this is football dude like this is last two minutes the nerves are going you're playing hard and i don't like that call with with two or three i gotta figure out when it was called but it was like the last a minute a minute i think it was a minute 20 left okay so less than two minutes left like i don't i don't make that call i think that's you give jalen like 30 seconds because think about it, like they kicked the field goal, and I think Pat McAfee actually put this up on Instagram yesterday. I kind of watched it a little before I got I just too pissed I had to turn it off because um, everything pisses me off with this game. But like he was talking about, like if you don't call that, they kick the field goal. Jalen gets like thirty to forty-five seconds. You know, he drives down the field, kicks a field goal. We go into overtime for the Super Bowl. Like that's, I feel like that's a better way for the game to end if we're talking about narrative and scripts and things like that, then, you know, calling a holding call, a ticky tack holding call with a minute 20 to put them in a position to just kneel it out and kick the field goal. Like that's regular season. That's fine. Super bowl. Really? Like that's how you want the Super Bowl to end. It's not good, man. I didn't, I didn't like it, but I also didn't like it because it wasn't my team. So if it was my team, I probably would have liked it. <laughs> it it's funny. Cause I was actually, I had the TV like turned up a little bit. Cause I got, I had to go hit the shitter. But it was like that drive that they were driving, and I was like, "God damn it, I'm here on the shitter." So I'm just listening to the commentary, and I hear like, you know, third down, and I'm like, "All right, man, this this is it." And it was like, "All right, blah blah blah," and then I hear, "Oh, and it is incomplete," and I'm like, "Wait for it." Oh, but there's a flag. I'm like, "Yep." I'm not even like watching the game. Like I'm just like trying to hurry up and get done with the restroom so I can see the game. And and, and I, but I just, I just knew, dude. I just knew it was gonna happen. I was just like, but I was like, but wait for it. And like, but there's a flag. There's a flag, and I'm like, it's gonna be on the defense. You know, I mean, if you watch that route and you take it out of context, I mean, you're not calling that holding. Yeah. You're not, you're not, you're he's not, not yanked in any way. He's not, he doesn't, he fights through the hands and he runs his route. It doesn't obstruct his route. There's no yanking. There's no Jersey. You don't see a Jersey pole or anything like normally you see a Jersey pole or like he kind of takes a different step because he has to get out of the way or he has to do something that obstructs his route. That's when I'm like looking at it. I don't know the rule. I don't have it in front of me. But that's when I'm throwing holding. I'm not throwing holding if you have your hand around his shoulder or his, or his hip or things like that, and there's no obstruction, it's simply to keep the fuck up with him. Like, otherwise you can't run and shuffle as quick. It's just not fair. Like at a certain point, the rules are not fair to the cornerbacks. It's just funny. Sometimes I think about like if Bradbury didn't hold so bad earlier in the game, was the ref specifically watching because they complained about it earlier in the game. Whereas if nothing would have happened up until that point, the ref probably wouldn't even been watching that hard. It would have been like, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's just one of those things where, you know, know, maybe if the punter actually freaking punted it correctly, it's funny because both of the times um, with the bank against Cincinnati and also 
this one with um, the the Eagles. I mean, what what are these punters doing, bro? Like both of them were literally line bad punts, line drives. And the thing about line drives too, as as a returner, if you're kicking a line drive, it gives the returner an advantage because they instead of having to look up in the air yeah. at the ball. They actually get to look, just look straight so they can see the ball and they can see what's in front of them. And they catch it on the run because they're running at the ball. Yeah, and, and they're already, you know, they already see what's happening. So they're like, okay, these are this this is where I can hit. This is these are the holes that are about to open up that I can hit. Whereas was, if you're if you're looking if you're looking up, you gotta catch the ball and then re- all right, look where all right, where am I gonna go? <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, right. punt, punting, punting definitely needs to be uh, emphasized on these uh, on these special teams. I'm I'm overall happy with the way the season ended for my team. I wish we had won the Super Bowl. Obviously, however, I'm, I'm, nobody nobody thought we were going to be in this game, like, except for the Eagles fans. I was talking to somebody earlier this year is more way more hardcore than I am truly from Philly. I'm not from Philly, so I'm not, I don't have that craziness in me. I'm just an Eagles fan, but he was telling me back in like September, he was like, yeah, this is, this is a special group, man. Like we're, we're going to make a push. And he fully believed it. And so props to him and the other people that believe, but nobody thought we were going to be in this game. And for us to blow this lead and lose because Patrick Mahomes put 17 points on us in the fourth quarter, the current reigning MVP. I mean, I don't hate it. I just don't like that our defensive line didn't show up. Like that was that was the big thing for me that you pointed out. Like Fletcher Cox had one tackle, dude. That's it. Like even in the run game, I I, I felt like the Chiefs were able to run at will when they wanted to. You know, I felt like even in the run game, they weren't very. Not until you know, they stuck that one hit. That was when I noticed the run game started to slow down but, after they stuck but, him. But even then, that was a that was a safety coming in to stick yeah. that hit. So I, yeah, yeah, he made the hit. He stuck the hit, but your safety really shouldn't be making that hit. It should be getting way before he even gets to him. But the offense did their job. You're right. I mean, time of possession was incredibly in our favor up until the fourth quarter. Now. We ended the game with it in our favor. I wanted to ease into this, and I feel like this is the time now. All right, bud. Eagles, I'm I'm claiming they were they kind of were frauds, bro. They kind of were frauds. Uh, they they this playoff path was pretty laid out and easy. And I'm mainly talking to this defense, bro. This defense, you know, I, I thought Brandon Ayuk was being a little hater when he said he got the chiefs and the Eagles defense were going to get exposed. I thought he was just being a hater, but he was right because this defense ain't all it's cracked up to be. And honestly, I'm really, I'm really upset because this defense, I'm really upset at this defense. They let Patrick Mahomes win another. They let the Kansas city chiefs win another super bowl when they really had no business being in that game. They really didn't. And the Eagles let them off the hook. And you know what? The 49ers should have been in this game. The 49ers should have been in this game. And D'Amico Ryans would have got the job done. 
because you know what, Jonathan Gannon, I don't even, I don't, I'm saying guessing him. I don't, is, is he really that good of a defensive coordinator? I don't know. I don't, I mean, I guess only time will tell. We'll have to see next year how things go for the Eagles. I know Jalen Hurts is that, that dude. I really like Jalen Hurts. I will say that. And I'm glad he balled out and like proved the doubters wrong. Cause you know, there's some remblings out there and, He's that guy. So y'all got that going for you. The Eagles do have a lot of uh, free agents coming up this offseason. So how will the team look next year? Not sure. Last thing, Nick Sirianni, I think he kind of crossed. He's starting to kind of be a little cocky douche to me. I'm I'm not fucking with it. Um, When, when you're, when you're, you know, I'm pretty sure you saw that video that went around on on Twitter with him, like calling the the Chiefs defense back while they were doing the review for the catch, and then Jalen Jalen, like he was trying to be all snarky and shit, but uh, Jalen Hurts actually saw him and like made him put his arm down, like hey, put your arm down, bro, like. And it's kind of like when your third year quarterback is more mature than you. I don't view it as that at all. I mean, I mean, he, that he, video, I didn't view it as like, he's more mature in this. No, like, cause he smiled. Like I'm fucking with him. Like that was the smile. Like I'm fucking with him. Yeah. But then you already had, I mean, I let the other stuff slide earlier when he was like, when he beat the, uh, what team? Did, I remember that it was going around on Twitter. Like he was Cole acting all nodding. The Colts uh, where he barely beat him. He jumped. Yeah. He, 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 he did, he did, he did a lot of stuff, but. I love it. I, 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 I let it like, I let it like kind of like it is what it is. It's the sportsmanship is the gamemanship, whatever. But I, I just don't know. I like, there's just, I, I feel like I can tell when there's, I, I like, I like confidence. I like being cocky. I like talking your shit and backing it up. Yes. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. Like the Bengals, they talk their shit, burrow head and whatnot. Didn't back up. That's fine. Cool. But I don't know. It's just that's uh, there's you're, you're some, speaking some of somebody who's not a fan of the Eagles. That's if he was if D'Amico Ryan's in a couple of years goes on this absolute because nobody gave Nick Sirianni a chance, dude. Nobody thought he would do a great job this season like he did last season. We were nothing compared to this. So I love the cockiness, especially because it's for my team. D'Amico Ryan's in a couple of years turns the entire Texans franchise around and starts to like troll people and mess with them and shit. I got. I, I guarantee you're gonna love it. You're gonna eat that shit up, dude, because that's your coach. That's just that's just a difference in not being your coach. So. It just it comes off as he's a front runner. He he he's giving me same vibes as Phoenix Suns pre KD <laughs> pre KD. That's the vibes I'm getting from him. Like, yeah, you talk that talk when you're like all head. You're beating up on the little guys, but then you come up against the big boy and you can't get the job done. I, I don't know. That that's just the vibes I get. I mean. Like it, like I said, we st- it's overreaction Monday. You know what it is. Um, I mean, oh, my team telling us we're frauds because I've heard this for the last twenty four hours from so many different text groups. I, I wish. I mean, dude, I just it's hard for me because I wish it weren't. I wish Eagles would have won. I, I really wanted the Eagles to win. It's a shame. I, I'm a little sad. Um, really, you're sad. You wanted the Eagles to win, really. I wanted the Eagles to win, yeah. Okay. And uh, let me just do I, this: all this NFC frauds and all that bullshit. 
the AFC is absolutely fucking stacked on the offensive side, dude. Fucking stacked in comparison to the NFC. So I think it doesn't do a it true justice to look at both conferences and say, okay, you can either call the NFC frauds or you can acknowledge the fact that the AFC is absolutely fucking stacked at the quarterback position and skill position, dude. It's not. I could go. I could pull up the list and list all the players in the AFC and then in the NFC, and I guarantee, I fucking guarantee that the AFC is more stacked than the NFC. So to call them frauds, I don't think does it full service because they're not frauds. Did they play up to their competition in the AFC? No, they didn't. The AFC is a stronger offensive division or conference than the NFC. I think that's pretty obvious at this point. The NFC is supposed to be a stronger defensive with the 49ers and the Eagles. That didn't show up either. The defensive line did not fucking show up. You, you I'm not going to argue with you there. But I don't you like can't put the Eagles and the 49ers in. in the same discussion for defense. You can't. Not allowed anymore. I won't allow it. We beat them 31-7 to this year. Yes, because... They, they gave up 31 points to us. They had no quarterback. Gave up, is, is the quarterback play a defensive position? Yes, but once you have no quarterback, it's just kind of like, what are you? What are you doing? What like, what are you doing? The quarterback stop any of those thirty-one points, bro? How many points did they have by the third quarter? Uh, twenty-eight. By the end of the third quarter, or the beginning of the third, of the third quarter? quarter? By I mean, it says here through three is twenty-eight, so twenty-one in the first half, and then seven in the third. Okay, continue on. Carry on. Okay, I just, I just, I mean, 37 minutes of possession. Yeah, essentially the same exact possession time. The, the Chiefs had two more minutes than the 49ers in possession time. So they time also had a quarterback. Very similar. And so I don't, also- I don't see how you can say that, you know, quarterback this, quarterback that. It's like they, they gave up 31 points. I understand the offense wasn't producing, but if your argument is, oh, the time of possession, they were always on the field. Well, the Chiefs were on the Chiefs defense was on the field the same amount. I am saying you can't obviously the quarterback goes out early, backup gets concussed. You have no quarterback on offense. You're just running the ball on defense. You're just like, well, f- fuck this. Like, what what do we like? Fuck this. It's the NFC championship game. No You're not this. winning. Okay, you telling me there's literally zero you have nobody to throw the ball. Nobody. I'm, you're talking about offense. We're talking about defense, dude. It doesn't matter because you can't. You can't. Conversation. You can't win the game. There's no way you're winning the game. Okay. So what does that have to do with the defensive side of the ball that you're saying they're not in the same conversation defensively? Time of possession is similar, and the scoring points is similar. I understand momentum and the feel of the game and all that. I don't give a fuck about that. I care. You said I know defense, you don't because you think your defense, defense. is actually worth the shit. I know my defense is worth a shit. It's not apparently the Super Bowl against the one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Sure, but my I, defense I did not show up yesterday. That is known one hundred percent. But you cannot sit here and say that we did not have a good defense. You cannot sit I'm, here and say that. I mean, we're in the fucking Super Bowl, or we were in the Super Bowl. Look, y'all, y'all advantaged this year for having. An easy schedule, but it's okay. It's okay. So, uh, wait, then why are the Cowboys not in the Super Bowl every year? Because they seem to have an easy schedule. That's always the argument for them. 
don't give me easy they schedule suck. and you you get an easy schedule you're in the Super Bowl. Like what? No, I'm just saying they had an easy schedule. And the thing is usually when you get to the playoffs, you have some real competition. They didn't. They they Played never really whoever was in the playoffs. What do you I know that's not that's not their fault. That's not. Like, I'm not I, saying I, it I don't is their fault. I'm holding it against them because they played the Giants and I'm the holding 49ers. it against them because like, in the biggest stage they they did not even come close they to lost what by three they were points. Yes, because of the offense. It sounds like they got the blown game. out. Bro, they, they dude, they, they gave points. up 24 points in the second half. The defense didn't show up. We've agreed on this. But don't say it's a cakewalk to the Super Bowl. It's not. I mean, they I mean, I can't, I can't remember an easier cakewalk than the Eagles this year to the Super Bowl. To win 14 games in the regular season. I just met, I'm just talking about the playoffs, not the regular season. Even though the regular season was a cakewalk any for them given too. Sunday is what it's you not say. Divisional matchups, not all fault, any given Sunday. Look, look. I don't know if you know this. This is how they make the, This is how they make the NFL schedule, all right? The Eagles had an advantage because last year they sucked. So this is how they make the NFL schedule. Outside of your division games that you play twice a year, they match you up with an opposing let's just say, you know, the NFC East. So you get one NFC conference. Let's just say the NFC West. You will play the, the person in the NFC West that was in the same, say if the Eagles finished third, third place, you would play the NFC West third place finisher. So the Cardinals or whoever the fuck. All right. And you'll play an AFC uh, North opponent that is the same freaking uh, third place as well. AFC North third place. Yada yada. That's how they do the the schedule, and so you know the Eagles suck last year. But next year, you know what? You know what's going to happen? They're going to get the first place because they finish first place. They will get these first place teams next year. Now they finished second place, by the way, last year in the division. They went nine and eight. Okay. I just don't understand how you're like you're piecing together this really obscure argument about how the Eagles didn't ever play anybody and they just walked their way to the Super Bowl and we learned finally that the defense wasn't worth a shit in the Super Bowl because they finally played somebody. It's such a ridiculous argument. Like they play they play fucking 20 games and it takes the 20th for them to get exposed. How about the fact that they made it to the 20th fucking game? Like that's So you're that's telling nothing. me they they these these playoffs I mean dude you didn't even have to watch the games in the playoffs because you were like, dude, we got this. They don't have a quarterback? Cool. Giants? Dude, frauds. Like, I don't know, man. You're not going to get an argument out of me that this was a, quote, easy path to the playoffs, and we got lucky because we did get lucky because there's always a part of luck in sports. There's always I mean, some I, part of luck. I, I wouldn't say lucky, just like... I would the say cookie getting crumb, the third the cr- string quarterback the injured and then the fourth concussed and then not having a quarterback to play. I would say that's that's pretty that's pretty in your favor. So I'm not disagreeing with you there. And the and the Giants, I mean, the Giants were great this year. They were a full turnaround from what we expected. Brian Dable won coach of the year, well deserved. This was their first year in the playoffs. They weren't really going to make anything of it. I mean, we knew that. However, that was the first round. That was the divisional round of the playoffs. In most cases, unless you're playing the team that goes on to the fucking Super Bowl, then you're not really going to have super crazy competition. I mean, we can go back in time and look. But if you're thinking from an aspect 
of AFC where it's like Bills, Chiefs, or whoever else you want to throw in that conversation, that's ridiculous because we're talking about the NFC. I don't, I don't you, care. You I'm talking about the, the NFL as a them. whole. Well, you can't do that. If you're talking about the schedule and their path to the Super Bowl, you can't say, well, they had a cakewalk schedule because you're comparing them to the AFC, which they had no 0% chance of ever playing that route, ever. It, they They were so hyped up this year. Yeah. Well, no, they weren't hyped up until the end of the season. We weren't hyped up to the yes. beginning of the season. Not at the beginning, no. Excuse me. You know what? I got one gripe too. Mr. Gainwell. Don't know his first name. Number 14. Kenneth Gainwell. Dude, I had over 11 and a half jersey number on the first touchdown, and I was so pumped that I got it. This dude couldn't really just one more inch, bro. Like, (laughs) dude, Gainwell, come on, bro. Like, just help a brother out. Just, golly, dude. That was somebody at the party that I was at that had that same bet and got really pissed. (laughs) I was just like, dude, you got to be kidding me. But I did, uh, I hit the two point conversion attempt that there Mm. will be. Once I did the math on that. Eagles drive when they tied the game up. I was like, oh, I told Mia, Mia, they have to go for two. This is going to be it. They have to go for two. And <laughs> she kind of said like, well, what if they don't go for two? I'm like, damn, that would be really stupid, but yeah. it wouldn't be too far-fetched. There's still like three minutes and a half left in the game. But I was like, nah, they got to go for it. Seriously, I wish I would have betted... Well, two things, bro. I wish I, I looked, I turned around real quick and didn't think what happened. The doink on the field goal, oh, the field goal hitting the crossbar on the first field goal attempt. I was just like, dude, come on, man. And then the octopus, uh, freaking on that two point conversion, Jalen Hurts got the octopus, which would have been great to, to hit. The I should have just, what? uh, so when the, player Jalen Hurts scored that touchdown and then he scored the two-point conversion so that's eight points octopus oh I've never heard yeah that it kind of kind of sounds weird yeah, octopus yeah octopus. okay so interesting I didn't know that never yeah heard so that. the octopus hit too yeah no I like I don't well though. I'd have to pull the full playoff picture in order to look um look it is but what it I, is. I don't. I don't like this. This argument of they're frauds and this and that. It's like they're playing I the did. AFC. The AFC is well known that they're better at offense, and the defense didn't show up. Like you get no argument out of me that the defense did not show okay, up. Okay, how about this? How about this? Frauds, it's ridiculous. I'll narrow it down. Jonathan Gannon is a fraud. How about them apples? Jonathan Gannon is a fraud. Because I well, mean, I sure hope so. If he's leaving, then I sure hope so. <laughs> if he isn't, then I hope he stays, which he won't. But I hope. I mean, would you still offer him a job after that? I wouldn't. Uh, now the offensive coordinator, yes, <laughs> I would offer him a job. But outclassed by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's not, not like that, dude. There, there was, there was like, where were the adjustments, bro? Like, where, where, where were you no at? What, like. The, I mean, that's the thing. That's why Andy Reid was able to do what he did because they saw what you did in the first half and they came up with their adjustments and you did nothing to adjust back, yeah. like to adjust to their adjustments. And that's 
that's what these big games really are. That's why, I mean, people don't talk about it enough. That's why the Bengals' defense are usually so good. Their defensive coordinator is so great at making those halftime adjustments. And I feel like that's that's one of your main jobs as a coach. I mean, I mean, yeah, if you could game plan, like you have two weeks to game plan, yeah, that's great. But, you know, eventually you're going to get hit with some shit that, you know, you just weren't prepared for. And you got to be able, as a coach, you got to be able to counter that shit if you're going to win these games. And, I mean... The NFC playoff spots. Eagles, 49ers, Vikings, Buccaneers, who the Buccaneers were in shambles this year. Cowboys, Giants, Seahawks. Really bizarre. Like, top two or three. I mean, Vikings were obviously... I don't know what the fuck's going on with the Vikings, but that would be something if you called them frauds, that'd be something. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, like, who, who really knows? But, I mean, that's obviously not strong. Now you go AFC, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. Jags weren't that strong. Chargers, Ravens. Ravens without Lamar Jackson, I'd like to note. And Miami Dolphins. I mean, there's no argument. Wait, hold you on. Can Back on the AFC side, and they're all, I mean, first pick or top tier or whatever. Ravens had Pro Bowl quarterback uh, Huntley. So, so put some respect on his name. But you get my point is like this argument that the defense did not show up yesterday when they should have showed up is the biggest moment against their, their best competition, 100% their best competition this season. No argument out of me there. Do not call them frauds because they didn't show up for their best competition. That's that's not that. That's frauds is they make it and they lose to the Giants in the first round when we've been talking about the defense and the defense puts up twenty eight on them and they and that's that's how they lose. That that's frauds. Frauds is not Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl losing by three points. I just want to know how how did a defense full of rookies hold. The Eagles offense to 11 points in the second half, but all these studs, this great D line, this great D line and whatnot, 24 points. That's football is such a game of adjustments, man. It really is. It, if I were to answer you why that is, I'd be getting I'm, paid a lot. Of money. You know, the more <laughs> I talk, the more I just narrow this down to bullseyes on Jonathan Gannon. He is a fraud. I, I like, I, so. I just think it's better, better offense and defense didn't show up. That's all. No, I, I mean, it all, it's, it all comes down to coaching, bro. If you're doing the same shit over and over again, like what? I saw nothing different. I didn't see any, like, you know, sometimes, at least as a defensive coordinator, you know, sometimes put the fuck it, push the fuck it button. Fuck it. This isn't working. All out blitz, cover zero. Fuck it. Like, I could live with that. I don't know about you. This is your team, but. If it was my team, I can live with that. I'm like, all right, at least you're you're trying you're trying something. Uh, Maybe but not cover zero. <laughs> I'm not they pl- cover I mean, zero. they played the same coverage the whole game. Might as well send some fools send some fools out after Patrick Mahomes, man. Like, screw it, do something. And that's the thing. I I just didn't see even. I'm not no going to say I'm I'm uh, yeah no sacks. I'm not going to say um. Uh, football savant or anything i got a mind for the game but i i feel like i've watched enough 
especially in these big games where I could tell, oh, okay, you know, the defense is doing a little bit something different. O- offense is easier to tell, obviously, because, I mean, it's just, are they scoring? Are they gaining yards? Are they scoring points? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then they're doing something different. But I feel like I could tell when defenses, you know, they, this is kind of like rinse and repeat, kind of just hoping and praying, sticking to your guns, hoping and praying like, all right, what, we get one stop at least. Mm. One stop. And that, that, that's, the, that's the Super Bowl, man. It just all comes yeah. down to the, little, to the little things. Andy Reid was in his bag. Jonathan Gannon didn't make the proper adjustments. I remember that name forever. <laughs> yep. Yep. I can't believe he was actually a coaching candidate for my Houston Texans, but good thing we got scooped up D'Amico. Um, yeah. I, uh, I mean, Hey, I'll put it out there. Anybody that I told was a guarantee and talked a ton of shit, dude, the door is open. My phone, phone number. Hopefully you have it. If you don't, then I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> If you have it, I mean, the floodgates are open. You're welcome to talk your shit. I deserve it, bro. I'm, I'm going to stand by it. I deserve it. I talked a lot, a lot of shit, and I'm not going to run away from it. I think that's just a part of it. So, yeah, we, we lost, unfortunately. Congrats to the Chiefs. I'm pissed that, you know, Mahomes is going to get the, you know, the uh, the GOAT conversation for you know however long now throughout the summer. That's That's going to be annoying, but... Anybody who's watched enough football in the past 20 years and not the last five knows that Tom Brady is still the GOAT and it's going to take a long time for him to get past him. But Chiefs won. They deserve it. Do you think somebody was a little bit more deserving of uh, the MVP than Mahomes on the Chiefs side? Give it to anybody else. They were not. No way. I mean, this is hard because I feel like it was really, it really was a team. I mean, Mahomes just 21 for 27, 182, three touchdowns. I mean, he didn't do – he just – he game managed, honestly, like honestly, obviously that, it's more than the typical game manager, but like he didn't make any mistakes. He did what he was supposed to do. Special teams and defense showed up. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it, that, I think that's the real surprising thing about the chiefs. Their, their win was, it was truly a team win. It wasn't just like on the back of Mahomes having this 500 plus yard game, five touchdowns, you know, Rushing defense or rushing offense for us, I mean, they they had more rushing yards than we did. We had 115. Yep. That's not at all. If you had told me that before the game, I would have been terrified because that was not at all what I expected. So defense showed up, man. Special teams with that punt return at the very end, that was huge. Um, yeah, it's the little things at the end of the day when you're playing these kinds of teams. Yeah, you shouldn't let Juju get seven for 53. That's just, come yeah. on. Corvette, Corvette. No, he showed, he showed up though. I mean, I'm glad he he showed up for his career. I'm glad he showed up, um, because he had been kind of falling off. But yeah, the the Arizona this past week weekend has been just on fire. Um, I want to mm-hmm. touch real quick on waste management because waste management open was this past weekend. Scotty Scheffler wins again, 12 under. It's like the coolest golf tournament because on hole 16. It's built almost like an arena. They have stands all around. It's a par three. It's like 140-something yards. I don't even think it's that far. And they have stands all around it, like a stadium. And the fans cheer while the, the golfers are playing. It's a really I, unique. It's the most I think unique I saw golf it on Twitter. Hole. Yeah, yeah, you definitely saw it on Twitter. It's the most unique golf hole 
of any course of any tournament in the world. Because, uh, like, if people last year, I think they started, maybe this was prior, but this is the first time I saw it. Like, if you have a great shot or a hole in one, they take all of their fucking trash and they throw it on the golf course. So it's like they have to take 10 minutes or whatever and clean all the trash off from around the hole and everything because fans go nuts and they're just hammered out there. So I had a couple friends out there, but Scotty Scheffler. Just still on a tear, dude. Greatest, one of the best golfers in the world right now. It's funny because you said waste management. Like you just said waste management. I was like, oh, hey, surprise. We have, we have a, we have a sponsor, waste management. (laughs) (laughs) But then like it kind of instantly clicked like, oh no, the, the golf tournament. Uh, Yeah, golf. I was like, I was like, man, that's a weird sponsor to have. Hey, waste management, come slice apples for your waste management. Um, before you move on real quick, before you move on real quick, I have a prediction that this offseason, the NFL is going to change the rules on the QB sneak. Um, where you're able to push the people are able to come behind and push the quarterback. I, I think it's going to be a rule change because, I mean, it happened like five, six seven times i mean i i wouldn't have been surprised if it was like first and 10 on the 25 and you know the eagles ran a freaking qb sneak for 15 yards <laughs> like <laughs> so, I'll say this in response to that you're not going to change the rules because one team did it really well they weren't doing anything different they just I, did it really but, well but i know throughout the season there's been not a lot but there's been tremblings i've been seeing tremblings of people like it's like is it really fair that you could just like it, I think it's more the fact that the yeah, ball carrier the ball carrier is able to be pushed. It's not like cuz like when Tom Brady yeah, it happens all the time with running backs. When when Tom yes, exactly. Um when Tom Brady and stuff, you know, my boy David Carr, famous famous uh QB sneaker. They 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 just kind of like reached over. They didn't get pushed, they just kind of reached over. But I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised just because there have been tremblings about like uh, pushing the ball carrier. Is it really like, you know, is there, can you, can it really be stopped? Like, can you really stop that? Blah, blah, blah. And the fact that the Eagles did it like a bunch of times on the biggest stage, I just can't help but think it's going to be a conversation in the off season meetings at least conversation, but I don't think you change the rules based on one team doing it really well. I just think that's kind of silly. You can't push the player anymore. I mean, I could see like you couldn't design the plays in that way, but pushing the player has been a part of the game forever. You've always had linemen pushing running backs and things like that across the across the field across the goal line. Always, it's always been something. So especially these big scrums when they like push the scrum forward and it's like, oh, it's a first down. Like wow, look at that. Here comes the lineman. They push him across for the first down all the time. Yeah, but I, I feel like that that's a little different from like running a designed QB sneak where it's designed to like push forward like that. It's just, I mean, I, I don't really care. It's whatever it is, what it is to me. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, can is that even stoppable? Can you even stop like... Same logic as the shovel pass. Is that even stoppable? Can you stop but it's that? A, but you can. But can you, but you can also stop the the fourth down, and no. push harder. 
you know what? Let me wait. Let me wait for another team to do this. So like your your bias is like no, I'm just removed. Saying, like, I just don't. You're saying it's unstoppable, and I'm telling you that it's not a guarantee. If it was a guarantee, then you would see it, like you said, on every fucking play. It's not a guarantee. Well, first of all, Jalen Hurts already squats like five thousand pounds. Like he you made he, he he could he could. He's a big boy. He got them legs. Let let him. He could do it all in the zone. Probably most of the time, anyways. Why does he need that extra push? Bro, but he needs a little push every once in a while. That is true. <laughs> that is true. So, but I mean, aside from the waste management in the Super Bowl, we uh, we're now in full swing. Now we can put football behind us. Unfortunately, I mean, we still have off season things like that, but. I think uh, basketball did a really good job this past week of getting me interested. This was a good segue from like Super Bowl weekend before March Madness. I have like a peaked interest in basketball because of the trades. Dude, I don't think we talked about Kyrie. We did. Okay. We did. We did. It was just the that that night we recorded one AM Eastern time, you know. KD, the KD bomb dropped. Yeah. And the NBA. I was just, first of all, I think I found out by, I woke up, like I could barely even open my eyes and I look at my phone, text from you, dude, you said something like KD, KD that got traded nuts or something like that. And I was just like, what dude? It's like seven in the morning. And, like nothing happened last night. I was just like, what are you talking about? And then I start when I actually like open my eyes and you know start looking, I'm like, oh shit. This KD trade is nuts, is what I said. I was like I mean, you could feel throughout the NBA the whole ripple effect. It's it's insane. The whole trade deadline changed off of that. And you know, you got it's funny because you had teams like the Grizzlies. Oh, we got the West. Yeah, you're not even close now to having the West, bro. Like you 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 are mid mid tier, if anything. Um dude, that that's a that's one of the I think it's would you say it's the biggest mid season trade of all time? At least in recent recent history. Uh, biggest midseason trade, probably. It has I to mean, be because there, there's no other player as great as KD that's been traded midseason. I feel like for, I mean, for James a couple of years ago was pretty big when James left. James Harden. Um, it, it was, but at the same time, I think, I think it's a little different with that one, just because. Just because uh, Westbrook off season, I think it was when off he season. Left, when he left OKC initially, that was a big trade. That was off season, off season trade. Um, with James, the thing with James is that he did all that stuff, all those stunts. So we knew he was gonna get traded because it was like, all right, he wasn't showing up to this, to that, and like I said, no, still. One. I've just thought. I mean, there's nobody. I mean, everybody's off. And the thing is, I nobody knew KD was even. I mean, some people speculated after Kyrie got traded, like, oh, maybe they're gonna trade KD. But 
everything that was coming in, all the information that was coming in, and especially the way they made that Dallas trade, made it seem like they were keeping KD. That wasn't going to happen. Here, I just pulled up a list. Uh, so this is published in 2019, and this is the biggest midseason trade since 2000. So a couple of years removed, but I think it's enough for us to get a good idea. Yes. Uh, the Knicks acquire Carmelo Anthony midseason. Um, okay. So that looks like Jason Kidd comes back to Dallas. Um. Lakers and Grizzlies swap the Gasol brothers. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, Monte Ellis deal clears way for Steph Curry. I guess that was... Steph was drafted, and so that was... Yeah, this is... I mean, looking at that, it's either him or Melo, really, in the last, like, 20-something years. Probably the biggest ones. Yeah. I mean, that's about it. But, I mean, it, we're, we're, we're picking at straws here. There's no doubt that KD is the biggest one, for sure. It's yeah, it, it was my reaction was holy shit, holy shit, holy mm-hmm. shit. Because I was thinking like Devin Booker and Kevin. First of all, I was seeing Kevin Durant with the Suns, and then my second holy shit was Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, and then my third holy shit was Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Kevin Durant. And then I thought, and I didn't say holy shit to this, but I should have DeAndre Ayton. And the I forgot three. DeAndre Aiden was on that team. When I yeah. remember that he was on that team, I was like, oh, that's a wrap. Yeah, dude. That Well, Charles was really funny, and Charles saying it wasn't enough, that in the West now you need more than just a great starting lineup. You have to have a great bench. I think, and I haven't watched nearly as much basketball as Charles, but I think uh, KD is enough to offset that for sure. KD is KD, dude. It's, it's pretty obvious like what he brings yeah. to the table. He's yeah, worth a couple I, of players at least. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know, adding a Kevin Durant in there is definitely um definitely enough. It's funny because uh I was feeling real good about my boy LeBron getting D low and oh, yeah. Vanderbilt. I was like, ooh, they can make a run, maybe get in the top top half of the West. Katie said, Hold my drink. <laughs> I I uh I told my dad jokingly because it's his birthday this past weekend. Shout out, dad! Um, I was like, "Yeah, the Lakers are winning it all this year." And he looked at me with his biggest smile. He's like, "Stop! You're lying." I was like, "Yeah, no, I, I don't actually believe it, but I want to see it." Because <laughs> I said a couple of years ago when he won the Lakers championship, I said that would be his last one. So I have to stand by that. But I would love to see him win another one. I just in my 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 uh, analyst. My raw, my my freelance analyst take was that he'll never win another one. I was teasing my dad. I mean, I just think with the the Kyrie, the KD, the D'Angelo Russell, the Russell Westbrook, I mean, all of it, it just kind of was great timing because now I'm interested in the NBA again. <laughs> oh, dude, they they took over Super Bowl week. Like, I've been all basketball ever since. All that went down, and then Sunday came around. I was like, "All right, well, I guess one last oorah for football." <laughs> but yeah, I was basketball interest went from zero to a million real oh, yeah. quick. I was pumped. I was just like, "Let's go! This this shit's gonna be great." And dude, the Western Conference Finals are gonna be nuts. Imagine, oh, imagine like 
I don't know, Denver versus the Lakers for the first round. Or, you know, if we're going off of right now, dude, it'll be, let's see, four and five will be Mavericks versus the Suns in the first round. Dude. Okay. That would be stupid. Let's run through a couple of these. So Gary Payton gets traded back to the Warriors. Five future second round picks for him. That's that's a lot. Wow. I don't know. I, I don't have any value on NBA draft picks, honestly. I have no idea how much they're really worth. Um, just don't know. Second round picks? So many of them. Uh, let's see. Mo Bamba is with the Lakers now. I was big on Mo Bamba coming out of college. And Pat Bev gets traded for him. So, unfortunately, no more Pat Bev on the Lakers. Pat Bev's now on the Magic. Oh, he got released. Oh, he got released? Okay. I don't understand the this whole like trade for this player and then release him slash buy him out. I, I don't understand. Somebody on that understands that. We'll bring somebody on eventually who can explain salary caps and things like that for us. <laughs> we need a you. cap specialist. <laughs> if you're a cap specialist, come on. We'll, we'll bring you on. Uh, this one that involves us. Clippers get Eric Gordon, three second-round picks. Grizzlies get Luke Kennard. We got John Wall and Danny Green, uh, and then a pick. I thought that was hilarious that we got John Wall. I'm assuming we're going to release him or cut him or trade him or whatever we would do because he was shitting on us on a podcast, like, what, a couple weeks ago? <laughs> it's not yeah. good. Um, let's see, run through a couple others. So Warriors traded away James Wiseman. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, they got Kevin Knox, which I really love for Kevin Knox because Kevin Knox got drafted to the Knicks. And I remember him coming out of Kentucky, I think. And I, I really liked him. I thought he was good. He's one of those premier players coming out of college. So he's actually in a position now where he can succeed. Unlike the Knicks, mm-hmm. James Wiseman with the Pistons. So that's uh that's that. Let's see. What else do we have? Westbrook. So he was dealt as part of a reported three team swap that will land him with Utah jazz. However, is not expected to be with the jazz for long. And expect to be bought out. Uh, he's interested in signing with the Clippers and the Miami Heat as a free agent. You think he's ever going to get another shot? I mean, he has to, right? I think uh, I like the Miami Heat fit. They kind of play that. That's that's the that's where he belong. I, I feel like he would belong. Yeah, I liked. Uh, I saw a, a Photoshop of him in a Bulls outfit, a uniform. I like that. Stand next to Zach Levine, Demar. I like that. It was like something about the rim about to have to go to the ER every night or something like that. It was like the comment. <laughs> it's just interesting his career path going from like MVP triple double Never guy to like, now now he's just getting like literally passed around in the league. It's it's kind of kind of like a uh, a girl who glowed up in middle school, high school, and then college. And then after college, you know, now she's where she is now. And that's where Russell is now. After college girl. See what I'm saying? Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, Bucks all get the things Jay he could have referenced. <laughs> yeah. Bucks, you said passed around. Sorry. Bucks get Jay Crowder. So that's pretty good for them. They trade away Serge Ibaka. Pacers get Serge Ibaka. Um, just touching on some some highlights. That's about it, though. That's just about everybody that you'd need to know. Um if I missed anybody, I'm sorry, but yeah, dude, the KD trade was alone uh, enough for me to get off of this podcast right now and do something I didn't do the previous, honestly, couple of years. 
go check and see if there's an NBA game on right now. And mainly are the Phoenix Suns playing. Like that's that's what those trade deadlines did for me. And that's fucking awesome for the NBA. Let's see how long it lasts. I know March Madness is coming up. We just got to get to March Madness. And then after March Madness, we can get to playoffs. And once so we get to playoffs and we get to off season for NFL and we're good. But right now we're yeah. in an awkward period. So Yeah. Um I can tell you schedule right now, uh Tuesday, Thursdays, TNT days. So just oh, yeah. when you get home oh, yeah. at night, just put on TNT and you set. The only thing that sucks is that all the good games that I want to watch, they're all, it's all the West Western Conference teams. Hence, they play, they play fucking late, and it's just like, damn it. <laughs> I want to like, watch. Let's see. They don't have Phoenix on uh, TNT until Thursday. And they play the Kings. Wait, either wait, either way, I just forgot. Katie's injured anyway, so he's yeah. not I don't know how injured I don't know how injured he is. That's the only thing. I don't know if uh from what it sounds like he probably won't play Thursday. Um when is Katie coming back? He currently has no timetable to return. Uh so it says here that according to sports Kita.com, whatever this is. Okay, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Kevin Durant will play his first game for the Phoenix Suns after the All-Star break. That's what okay. So All-Star break is coming up. NBA. The All-Star break is the 17th through the 19th. So this coming this weekend. weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. That's good. We just got done with the Super Bowl. It's almost like they script this to be timed up exactly how it is. We have the Super Bowl and you have the All Star Weekend. We go into March Madness soon. Like that's exciting. Um, yeah, dude. That's. I mean, that's about it. I was gonna touch on. Oh, the the so Formula One does the Drive to Survive, the Netflix series. Golf, the PGA is actually releasing one. I think it's this Friday. It's called. I saw Full that. Swing. It's gonna be really good, and I'm really hoping. If this does happen, we're going to talk a lot more golf because it'll be interesting. Uh, that the Live Tour and the PGA Tour do what's called like a Ryder. They do like a Ryder Cup thing, which is essentially a tournament where it's like team based. So like each player will play each other. So one from each team. That's how they do it. It's a certain style of game. I'm not going to explain it any further. But there's been a big push that they do a Live Golf and a PGA Golf. And when you look at the lineups of the players. That would be a fucking awesome event, and it'd be even better if they got it during the Netflix little series that they're doing. That would be awesome. That'd make that show like you must watch that show, regardless if you like golf or not. It'd just be a great sports show. So I'm excited for that. And then last thing before we hop off, did you or did you not sit there during the halftime show and think Rihanna was pregnant? He is pregnant. I know, but I did not know this. And I read a tweet that perfectly described exactly how I felt inside my head watching that because I watched it with, let's say, six other guys and then like two of the wife fiance. And one of them, who is Mason, who you know, his wife, who's pregnant. Okay. And one and one of our buddies, the guy who invited me over, got a text from a group message that he's in that I'm not in. And it was essentially making a comment about how Rihanna looked fat. And it was 
not known to the group whether or not she was pregnant, like definitively not known. Okay. So my buddy who invited me reads this text message off. Pregnant woman gets very upset because clearly she's pregnant. And I'm sitting in my head being completely silent, thinking, is Rihanna pregnant or am I just disrespectful? <laughs> that was what the tweet said because I had no idea, bro. But then you look at it in the way that like her jumpsuit was and everything, like obviously she was pregnant. Like obviously she was pregnant. It's just a surprise because this lady outlined the timeline that apparently she had a kid in May with ASAP and now she's like pregnant again and like showing. So that means like she wasted no time getting, you know, pregnant again. And yeah, it's kind of a surprise to me, but there was definitely a like silence after our pregnant lady friend made a comment towards my other friend about like how disrespectful that was. And all of us kind of sitting there not knowing whether or not she was truly pregnant only the pregnant lady saying like, yeah, she's absolutely pregnant. Does that make sense? I said pregnant lady a lot. Yeah. So. Yes. Okay. It, it makes sense. It was like, it was pretty I, awkward. I was Super, Bowl, Super Bowl halftime, by the way, banger. I forget every time how many bangers she has. She rocked that shit. It was so good. Kanye could have been there if he would have shut up. Dude. That's it was set up, on, set up on a tee for him. For real. But, that, shut the fuck up every once in a while. I love Kanye. <laughs> well, actually, I shouldn't say I love Kanye. I don't love Kanye anymore. Should not say that. I don't love Kanye. It's kind of like kind of weird, right? It's like a weird position to be in. Like I still like his music, but it's one of those things where, like Andrew Schultz, who made this comment, he has this joke about Michael Jackson, and he says, "You know, I I know that Michael Jackson touched." And I'm talking as Andrew Schultz. I know that Michael Jackson touched those kids. I just don't know like how he touched those kids. And he goes into watching the documentary. He's like, "All right, once I figure out how he touched these kids, I can't listen to his music anymore." Because then I'll know like what he did and I can't support him. And then at the end of the this little joke, he says, What I learned in how they how he was touched, apparently, like Michael Jackson licked their assholes. And he makes this huge joke about like you know, Michael Jordan being his hero, and if Michael Jordan licked his asshole and how he would feel. And then at the very end he goes, I learned something about myself too. I learned that's not enough. And that's what he said. He's like, I still listen to Michael Jackson's music because I learned that's not enough. And it's kind of like the same feeling for me where obviously what he said was clearly enough for me to stop listening to his music, but I don't know how to feel because I still obviously like his music. Like what he says outside of his music doesn't impact my experience with it. It just is like now in the back of my head where I was like, this guy's kind of a piece of shit. Like I should probably not be listening to this, but like, how do we really yeah. say like, I like his music, but I don't support his music. You know what I mean? Like it's an awkward yeah. place. Kanye, like old fan, old Kanye fans. Yeah, I get you. Uh, I don't know, but I, I I thought Rihanna was, I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious Rihanna was pregnant, but I guess the, I don't know. No, I, I don't know. It was pretty obvious too, based on the way she was dressed. Like she wouldn't obviously dress like that if she wasn't pregnant. Like the zipper was like right where her like belly like kind of came out, like the way it was sitting, like it was like, it, it, she, when you look at the photo, like she looks pregnant and I just didn't want to say that. Cause I didn't know if she was pregnant, bro. I didn't want to say that. And like, you know, it, it's Rihanna, bro. Like if she That's wasn't awesome. pregnant, yeah. if she wasn't pregnant, it wouldn't be a question. Yeah. If she was or not. So it's like kind of the thing male, the, the male uh, species, please use your brain sometimes. Okay. Were you sitting next to your wife when you were watching this? I mean, I wasn't, she was like, 
in the vicinity, but so like he, it was obvious to you, one hundred percent, no doubt, she's pregnant. Yeah, like right off the bat. I mean, I wouldn't say right off the bat. I mean, I wasn't like I was trying to see what the first song was because I didn't expect it to be "Bitch, uh, Bitch Better Have My Money." Yeah, that was. I, I was, I was like, damn. And somebody, somebody in our group said, "Yeah, I think the first song is gonna be Bitch Better Have My Money." I'm like. That's dumb. Why would she start with that? You got to start off with the please the music or umbrella. Umbrella was my ah. You that that's a peak. That's a peak song. You don't start with that. Um, but you definitely don't start with uh, "Bitch Better Have My Money." I I just didn't expect that, so I was kind of thrown off of that first before I could even like look at her and see like what all was going on. Um, The camera work was incredible. But eventually, I mean, you could just like tell is this she wasn't really she wasn't moving too much is i mean it's not i'm not gonna say i saw her five seconds i'm like oh she's pregnant but i mean i i didn't once it kind of like all i digested it all i was like oh okay like yeah she she's pregnant look at her she's she's barely moving like you know you could see the belly and you know it's kind of hard with all the red she was wearing so but yeah it was a good halftime though like she did a really good job she killed it i i need to re-listen i was at a bar and Mm. their speaker system wasn't the best Mm. so i was like i gotta youtube this shit later to verify how how good how good this this went the camera angles were nuts that's for sure but i just forgot about that i want to touch on that before we sign off because that was that was a point of conversation i think i touched everything no i think that's we're not going to talk about Jackson Mahomes or Brittany Mahomes. Talk no, about please Senior don't. Mahomes saying he was smoking on that Eagles pack. Got hey. <laughs> He's come out of the woodwork. He's the new Mahomes character this year, I guess. Because we he's cool. Up last year. I like him. Yeah, I think he's cool. But two fans, you know where to find us? At Sliced Apples Pod, at Sliced Apples Podcast on Instagram. Again, if you have any slander you want to throw my way as an Eagles fan, you're welcome to do that, both publicly and privately. I will eventually tell you to shut the fuck up because it's been enough time. So get it get it in while you can. Get it in with the window because in a couple months, it's not going to be funny anymore. So get it in. But uh, go birds, and uh, we will see you next time.